and welcome to Fear Baiting, which we don't have a tagline for yet. It's, it's our, your every weekly podcast for fucking shit. It fucking shit and things and whatever nonsense bullshit. I guess it's a horror movie co- podcast. I guess that's what we talk about. Dubiously. Du- <laughs> Dubiously. Um, I'm Blair, uh, one half of your regular cast, I guess. Uh, Luna is moving, so she won't be joining us this week. She's in Maine. Um... But I do have a guest with me today. Uh, hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no. Um, I'm Reno. Um, I like long walks on the beach and horror movies. Um, my Twitter handle is Metaflash, and I'm Blair's boyfriend. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, I'm in New York right now visiting him. So we're doing this over a laptop mic, which is I don't know how it's going to sound. I hope it sounds okay. It looks like it's going to sound all right. <laughs> Just um, so uh, first, before we get into like the movie we watched this week, uh, how about you talk about your relationship with horror? Because you are the one who got me like. I mean, I liked horror beforehand, but like got me really into it. Oh man, <laughs> my relationship with horror. Um, I've been watching horror movies for pretty much as long as I can remember. I've seen. Basically all the fun ones, all the good ones, most of the bad ones, (laughs) Um, all the classics. Um, I'm a big fan of flashy gore, and I also like subtler, more thought-provoking horror. Um, I really enjoy the Final Destination series. (laughs) I've seen them all multiple times, and... I also love things like The Ring and The Exorcist and a little more, you know, slow, makes you think mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could have, like, a subgenre of horror that's your favorite. Oh, God. Um, found footage. Yeah. Which is the shit genre, but <laughs> um, it's pretty overplayed, but I've seen some really, really good found footage movies yeah. that kind of characterized my love for the entire genre. Yeah, I think, um, God, it's so hit or miss, but I think the ones that do it, when they do it really well, it just, it's really good, you know? Yeah, because definitely. it is such a concept that can be, like, everyone knows that I love found footage, but it's, <laughs> it is a concept that, um, like, done correctly, like, I don't know, it can, it just brings another level of horror exactly. to it. Exactly. Like, well, it... Sorry. No, go ahead. It, it puts you directly into the shoes of the character, uh-huh. I feel like. Like, you're literally seeing through their eyes, mm-hmm. through their viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So, when it's done well, it's done really well. And I think uh, another level of it is that, I mean, non-found footage order, you don't have to, like, see these characters as real people, because they're actors, you know? Yeah. But, but if you're going to create an illusion of, this is a tape that was found, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there has to be more put into, like, the creation of these characters as personalities and stuff like that. Exactly. Which is something I appreciate, not only in horror, but in other genres as well. And, you know, that's also something that's hit or miss. You know, what defines a successful found footage movie from an unsuccessful one is how well and how realistic their characters are. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of found footage movies fumble in the first place, because horror is not a genre for character building. Exactly. Um, Horror, well... Modern day horror is not a genre for character building. A lot of modern day horror films are very jump scare related, mm-hmm. very like in your face, trying to get as many scares out of you as possible. Uh-huh. Um, less subtle tension and character building, mm-hmm. which is what I personally really enjoyed at the genre. Although, mm-hmm. you know, a good jump scare is fun. Yeah, I mean, there's there's 
there's definitely, the thing about horror is that uh, there's definitely, like, nuanced horror, and then there's fun horror, exactly. you know? Um, and both are good. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, fun horror can be nuanced, and nuanced, nuanced horror can be fun, but a lot of the time, nuanced horror is slower and less flashy, and fun horror is a thousand scare chords, and... Things jumping out at you from every corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of nuanced horror, is exactly the movie we watched this week. Uh, we watched The Witch, which is a uh, movie that came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember it when I watched it in was, theaters. Was that 2015? It was 2015. It was early this year. Nope. Um, <laughs> it's subtitled A New England Folktale, mm-hmm. and it's technically stylized as the and then double v which yeah um it's uh uh kind of a period piece uh set in i think you said 17th century yep, 17th century. uh new england um uh it's uh, a kind of about like religious horror and you know uh, a fear of the devil and stuff like that it, uh, we were talking about this earlier how it was marketed as like the scariest movie ever yeah um and it it's about fear of the devil, fear of sin, and most importantly, fear of yourself and fear of what other people in your close-knit community can do to you or yeah. what sort of power they can hold over yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and it was marketed as, you know, the scariest movie ever made. It's really not that. Mm-hmm. I would say if you're going into it expecting a thousand scares a second, um, jump scares everywhere this is not going to be the movie for No, you. no. It has more of, like, uh... I remember when we first watched it together, you are like, oh, uh, is this a Lars von Trier movie? Because it has that feel. Mm-hmm. It's definitely just, like, a, a, um, a feeling of discomfort throughout the entire movie, you know? Just, uh, um, you know... Eeriness. Exactly. It's, it's very eerie, very discomforting. Really, the horror comes from the... Almost, like tension and disgust Mm -hmm. that can build amongst the characters and amongst your relationship with the characters. Totally. Um, It really excels in uh, being Mm character-based and being, like, Mm -hmm. period-driven. Because the writing is all, like, historically accurate Old English, Mm -hmm. which means I had to watch it with subtitles. (laughs) Because the first time I saw it, I did not have subtitles in the theater, and I didn't understand anything anyone said for the first 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, because it's a very quiet movie also. Like, the, 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 the dialogue is very quiet and also heavily accented and also not typical English. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's a basic overview of the movie. Uh, we can get into the fleshy details of it now. Well, we didn't talk about what the movie was about, like, at all. Oh, well, that's what we're going to get into, okay. the fleshy details of it. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, our opening scene is uh, in the courthouse of this plantation where this family is, um, we have the father who's, uh, I guess, testifying, or, like, being prosecuted for some crime we don't know, and being, uh, him and his family are being, uh, banished, banished basically. from this plantation, um, and the, the, it's a father named William, yeah, the cast. his wife, mm-hmm. sorry, his no, wife, Catherine, mm-hmm. um, their do- their older daughter, Thomason, the son, Caleb, and two twins, Jonas and Mercy, yeah. Um, and they get cast out to live far from Puritan settlement, 
um, and they decide to live at the edge of a forest. Mm -hmm. And this forest is very largely what a lot of the tension is built off right. of. Um, the forest becomes a great unknown mm -hmm. um, from which horror emerges. Yeah. Uh, um, right after uh, we see them leaving the village and then setting up camp or whatever, uh, we also get this great shot where, like, these, like, like this like atonal chorus uh, above this like still image of the forest and mm -hmm. you oh you're like oh okay this is bad yeah <laughs> this is exactly not, this is a bad place but it is it's done in in a way that's obvious but also like unusual I guess it's definitely yeah. unusual because if you're going into this movie blind um you probably have no idea what to expect and like I did mm -hmm. um and. I don't know. It, the way it's done is very unusual, and it's very almost beautiful. Mm -hmm. The shots and compositions in this movie are beautiful. Oh, the score is amazing. Uh, the yeah, everything about this. It's it's it off off the like just doesn't read as a horror movie like uh, visually, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. But def I would say the themes are too close to like you know, too rooted in, like, fear not to be, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is a period piece, and I've seen a lot of people talk about how it's more of a period drama than mm -hmm. a horror movie. Personally, I would definitely say it's a horror movie. Yeah, I just think it's not uh, a typical one. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely walks the line between, like, uh, between genres, but it has enough of itself in horror and enough, like, enough of the, it's fine, enough of the themes of horror in it that it's okay <laughs> that it's for and can be put into this movie <laughs> um so what happens next um so they set up a farm i believe um, yes they set up a farm uh we uh, um there is a fifth child in the family samuel oh yeah yeah who, baby the baby mm -hmm. who quickly becomes a element of horror when there's an amazing scene oh yeah where can i talk go, about go for it yeah okay. there's an amazing scene where thomason the eldest daughter brings samuel the baby um to the edge of the forest and she plays peekaboo with him and she's covering her, you only see her covering her face and you see shots of samuel after and she covers her face says peekaboo he laughs she covers her face says peekaboo he laughs she covers her face says peekaboo and we just see a shot of her face as her face goes from like playful to you know scared and yeah. horror and then the you look down at the blankets where samuel is and he's gone yeah it's such a cold scene because you can like uh there's 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 silence where there should be noise and you can just like feel the drop in mm -hmm. her stomach and it's just so well done uh and at that point uh thomason becomes an outsider to the family because definitely um she she was the one responsible for this child when he was just vanished. Um, uh, it's first blamed on a wolf in the woods, which seems like a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> just, I mean it's a stretch, and everyone knows. It's yeah, a exactly. Stretch. Exactly. But there really is, if unless you want to blame Thomason, yeah. which obviously her parents don't want to do at first, and mm -hmm. then they eventually do. Mm -hmm. But um, Unless they want to blame Thomas and there's no other explanation. Because yeah. the way it happens, it's so fast. Yeah. Between how she covers her face and the child is gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we know exactly what happens to the child. The audience does. Because uh, we see, like, cut tonight and, uh, like, an, like, an older woman 
is like we see her like carrying a baby through the woods so obviously like which mm-hmm. which took the baby um and this whole scene is done in like dark total darkness with like flickering firelight yeah um like dark red tones and a very like pounding soundtrack Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and it's very ominous yeah exactly very unsettling Mm -hmm. uh the the witch uh uh what's the word fuck um kills i guess but i was looking for a different word uh, sacrifices the the child um I, i remember watching this with some other friends once uh and uh essentially uh, i think the purpose of this whole ritual is to like take flight you know, yeah on wikipedia a says it's flying ointment that yeah makes. and uh <laughs> my friends were like hey that's like a really complicated like flying spell like that there's a lot at stake for that one. yeah um so i mean but uh i think an important thing to uh, uh mention about this movie is that these are based on like actual accounts at the time, if I remember correctly. I think so. I think I watched that. I saw that like title card at the end of the movie. The first. I time think I you're saw right. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't so, know. I don't know much about that. Yeah. So I think you know this this conception of of witchcraft as like devilry. I guess that shakes out as far as the dramatics go. You know? <laughs> totally. Um, because uh, as someone who knows like new agey witches today, <laughs> not not quite as dramatic, but you know. Yeah, no sacrificing babies here, <laughs> no sacri- folks. No. Um, uh, right, but there's, um, I don't the scene in which she sacrifices Samuel, it's very subtle. You mm-hmm. don't actually see her kill the child, but you see her holding a knife, you see Samuel, then you see her smearing some sort of, like, red substance all over her body. Yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh... I guess, and it's not subtle, but it's subtle for horror. You exactly. Know? Yeah, so because... I mean, I would say it's kind of subtle. The first time I saw it, I didn't... I wasn't like... Sure, oh, sure. she killed the baby. I was like, oh. Well, he's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's there's not honestly a lot of gore in this movie. There's blood, but... There's blood, but it's used very effectively. Yeah. And very stylistically. Yeah, exactly. I would say, because... The movie is done completely in, like, browns and grays and dark muted yellows, Mm -hmm. and when you see blood, it's bright red, and it's very symbolic Mm -hmm. and very, like, almost beautiful in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, the one spot of color in the movie. Yeah, because uh, this movie takes place uh, season-wise in, like, I feel like either late fall or early winter or something like that. Yeah, it's about early winter. So things are, like, dead Mm -hmm. um, uh, or, or dying, um... Uh, and it's, it's not, it's not great. No, it's not <laughs> great. Um, you quickly learn that even without, like, the, you know, the disappearance of one of their children, the family has its own problems, the crops, they're growing corn, um, the crops are failing. Yeah. We find out that, you know, the father has been harvesting, but there seems to be some sort of rot in mm-hmm. the crops, mm-hmm. um, and they are suffering for lack of food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what happens next? What happens next? Um, well, William, who's the father, takes this youngest, well, not the youngest son, the middle son, Caleb, um, out to the forest, mm-hmm. um, to set traps, mm-hmm. um, to look for, you know, to set traps for rabbits and other small animals. Um, but the mother, Catherine, has really impressed that they're not supposed to go into the forest. Yeah. Because it's an unknown, it's mm-hmm. a place of danger. Yeah, exactly. Um... So, 
uh, th there's this amazing conversation between Caleb and his father uh, in the woods where uh, his father makes him recite like some sort of thing about how like full of sin he is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's it's if it wasn't clear at this point, uh, these are <laughs> people who um, think uh, evil is born within you innately, and everything you could possibly do is an act of evil. Exactly. Um, and the only thing you can do to repent is uh, just beg for forgiveness mm -hmm. constantly. And there's even a conversation that Caleb and William have where um, Samuel, who was born after they left the plantation, is unbaptized. Yeah. Um, so there's a conversation in which Caleb confronts his father about the fact that Samuel is going to go to hell. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. at this point, they've pretty much decided that Samuel is dead. Uh -huh. They talk about how if a wolf didn't take him, hunger certainly has. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, and then we have, I think, just the, I think the overarching object of terror is a vengeful god. Because if you, uh... Because it's established that, like, if you abandon, like, your faith at all, like, like, or step out of line for a moment, like, you are thrown to the wolves, essentially, you know? Exactly. Um, and you just have to deal with the evil that's in the world, you know, which is mm -hmm. everywhere and is violent and is gruesome um, and is, you know, terrifying. Um, so it's, it's, it's this constant begging for atonement. Definitely. Sort of thing. And in the woods... Um, after Caleb confronts Will about Samuel's fate, mm -hmm. um, Will tells Caleb that he's taken the his wife um, Catherine's silver cup uh -huh. that she had from England, mm -hmm. um, which is where she's originally from, um, and he's sold it for hunting supplies. Mm -hmm. And he tells, you know, Caleb not to tell her because she's under enough stress already. Right, right. Um, and quickly you learn and you discover that one of the overarching themes in this movie is also, um, you know, like, even if you're trying to be as good as you possibly can, you're going to lie. Yeah, You're I going think, to, yeah. like, you're going to... I don't know where I'm going. The fault this. of man. Yeah, the fault <laughs> of man, pretty much. Um, basically, like... William is the best person he's trying to be. He thinks of himself as a godly person. Right. And he talks later about how he's been infected with infected with the sin of pride. Mm -hmm. um, but it's pretty obvious through the movie that he is a prideful person in his position with God. Yeah. Um, but even he, he steals his wife's silver cup and sells it. And then later on, he doesn't tell her... Yeah. That he's the one who took it. Yeah, he never outright lies about who took it or what happened to it, but he, he says nothing and he allows... Um, Thomason. Yeah, he allows Thomason to take the blame for it. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, at this point, um, the, the mother has it out for Thomason, so yeah, she's because, like, the blame immediately goes on her, you know? Yeah, because... Thomason was watching Samuel. Yeah, exactly. But a step back from that, we have in the forest um, a, a, a really like tense moment where there's a rabbit just mm -hmm. staring at the two of them, not moving. Um, and it's, I think, the, the way that the, the music's playing and how it's shot, um, uh, be, it becomes clear that this, this rabbit is... A symbol of something. Yes, yeah, I think a symbol of the witch in the yeah. woods. Um, if it, you know, if not a familiar of it, I don't know. I don't know it's that's unclear, but uh, no good, basically. Exactly, it's a symbol of evil. <laughs> yeah, of sin. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, um, 
Will tries to hunt it. He takes his gun out. He aims at it. Um, and the rabbit just stands there unmoving. But there's so much... There's a shot where there's so much tension mm-hmm. in the rabbit. Uh-huh. Um, it's like so tense. His eyes are almost bulging out of its skull. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then William tries to take a shot at it and his gun backfires. Uh-huh. Um, and it destroys the gun. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you, do you ever just like think about this movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... We, at this point, do not have conf... Well, no, we do have confirmation that there's a witch. Oh, there's yeah. There's a scene where there's yeah, a witch. Yeah. But this is the first time that the characters are directly confronted with some sort of symbol of the right, witch. Right, exactly. Um, uh, then you... Um, I think you cut back to... We cut back to them returning home empty-handed because none of the traps caught any animals. The, mm-hmm. the gun was destroyed. Um, and then... Uh, Kate, Catherine, um, the mother, uh, asks um, the father and Caleb where they've been. Uh, Caleb lies that they were searching for apples in the valley and that, um, like, why they didn't tell her in the first place is because uh, William wanted it to be a surprise. Um, And there's another kind of example of that overarching theme of lying to mm -hmm. protect someone else or to save someone else, but it being a harmful lie. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like apples are symbolic in a greater way. Oh, definitely. I mean, sin. Right, yeah, but, (laughs) of course. Um, That's, I don't know if that's really pressed upon, but I think it definitely is maybe a minor symbol, or at least a motif. Well, I mean, later on it becomes a greater symbol. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I guess I didn't connect those two things Mm -hmm. before. Um, I wrote down a note for that. I was like, oh, Apple again. (laughs) Um, So after that, um, the silver cup is discussed. Thomason says she doesn't know where it is. Kate says that she has to know where it is, basically. And Mm -hmm. she lost it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, William says nothing. He doesn't want to admit that he's the one that took it, even though he was. Mm they go to bed, um, and they overhear, uh, the children overhear, um, William and Catherine talking about sending Thomason as a servant to another family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at, not at that moment, but in the near future, mm-hmm. because it's implied that they're in such dire straits that they're going to need the money. Right, exactly. And, uh, if there's anyone they want to sacrifice, it's Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because she's become the scapegoat of the family. Exactly, exactly. Um, what happens in Um, Thomason wakes up to find Caleb, like, going to the woods. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Um, um and she basically kind of blackmails him into saying, into, like coming with him. Take me with you, basically. Yeah, take me with you or I'll tell mom and dad what you're doing. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and he's going to hunt, but she comes with him. She rides their horse, their one horse, Mm -hmm. um, and they get separated. Yeah. There's a hare in the forest. Um, Caleb follows it. Um, the horse freaks out when it sees the hare Mm -hmm. and it knocks Thomason off and she falls unconscious mm-hmm, because she mm-hmm. hits her head or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Caleb wanders into the forest. He's trying to find where to go, basically. He's trying to find um, the rabbit or Thompson or anything, and he discovers the witch's house. Yeah. Um, so uh, up to this point, there's been a lot of uh, 
tension between Thomason and Caleb. Um, I mean... It's sexual it tension, sexual but tension. it's not, like, overt sexual yeah. tension. Like, it's never, like, they're gonna fuck. It's, like, yeah. he's he's a boy who's coming into his sexuality. Yeah, um, it's, the way it's treated by the movie is, I don't feel neither positive or negative. Exactly. But it's just, it's just there, you know? Yeah, he, he looks at her chest a couple of times, yeah. but I wouldn't say it's, like, even, like, he has a crush on her. It's more just, like, he's developing yeah. his sexuality. The idea of a woman. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, uh, I think I think uh, 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 to continue that point, um, uh, the the witch um, comes out of, of her house uh, highly sexualized. Highly sexualized. Um, She's also wearing a red, like a bright red cloak, uh-huh. which is probably can be um, almost a callback. I would say to Little Red Riding Hood. Sure, almost. sure. That's that's the feeling I got from it, where yeah. it's like. You know, she's coming off as beautiful and innocent almost, yeah, but yeah. she's also playing the part of the wolf. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly is evocative. Um, um, and we know what she looks like from before, and she looks nothing like this. Um, she's definitely an older woman, more re- realistically so. Uh, and what's interesting is that uh, Caleb doesn't look particularly enticed by her. He looks terrified. Yeah. But he, he can't seem to stop himself from, like, coming forward and, like... Uh, uh, um, coming to her embrace, so to speak. Exactly. Um, and she kisses him, mm-hmm. and you see her hand, which is like a clawed hand, uh-huh. grasp his head, mm-hmm. and then cut. Yeah. Oh, you know what we totally skipped over? Um, we skipped over that scene where um, uh, Mercy, uh, one of the younger twins... Oh, Mercy, yeah, um, with the where, with black belt? No, well, that too, that's also worth talking about, but where... Um, Thomason and Caleb are, like, getting water. Uh, Thomason is watch- washing her father's clothes. And then we hear Mercy oh, yeah, yeah. in, like, the tall grass being, like, I'd be the witch of the woods mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, uh, Thomason totally gives her hell for it. She, like, tells her to stop. And when she doesn't, um, there's obviously, like, this huge tension between Thomason and the twins. Yeah. Um, because they absolutely terrorize her. And she resents them for it because yeah. they're children. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a kid, too, basically. Yeah, she's um, a, teenager, a young teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says um, that she's the witch of the woods. She, like, says, oh, I've I've made a deal with the devil. She's, like, all in jest to scare... Yeah, to scare Marcy. <laughs> but, but she says, like, if you tell... You know, I'll eat you, and if you tell mom and dad, then I'll kill the rest of the family. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um... Uh... And, uh, uh, so Mercy takes that completely seriously, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because, I mean, and the fact that she takes it seriously, I think, takes to the point of how, like, real this stuff is to them. It's not mm-hmm. just fancy, it's like... No, there, there is a witch, yeah. and the witch is terrorizing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's never really a doubt that there's a witch. Right, exactly. Um, I think there's... Well, there's a doubt, but not that there not that there could be one, but there's Who a, is the witch? Yeah. Right? And also, um, I think William doesn't want to believe that there is one in the yeah. woods, you know, because that means evil has become too close, you know. Yeah. But within the viewer and the movie, there is no doubt that oh, there's absolutely. a witch. No, the audience knows, but I think the characters some, yeah. are, are, are are reluctant to recognize that fact. Yeah, and it's yeah, my point being, like, they're not the fact that there couldn't be one, but mm-hmm. the fact that they don't want there to be one, you know? Exactly. Um, which I think is a different kind of doubt. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so... Oof. We also get introduced to Black Phillip. Ooh, yeah. Which is 
the family goat, the well, the he goat, which is you know a male goat, uh-huh. um, and he is a big black goat with huge horns. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mercy and Jonas, the twins, um, sing songs to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's heavily implied that he is the devil. Yeah, I mean, he's got these huge horns, he's black, um, they, they, they're, like, singing weird songs of praise to him and chasing him around the farm. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no idea how, uh, uh... Catherine is like crucifying Thomason for what she's doing. I know, right? Like, but these kids are fine, you know? Right. (laughs) Well, because she wants to believe that Thomason is the one that, you know, took Sam and is destroying their family. Mm -hmm. Um, Marcy and Jonas are the innocents because they are young and they're her her youngest children. Right, yeah. Um, But Thomason is in a weird place where she's the oldest and she has responsibilities and she's becoming a woman and I think her mother probably resents her partially for that Mm -hmm. because which she talks about later a little bit Mm -hmm. um what happens next uh so they come back from the woods um uh uh, no well Thomason comes comes back back from the woods without um, Caleb without Caleb without the horse without the dog without Caleb yeah so Basically, they're fucked. Yeah. They, they don't have a horse. They can't get back to town. They don't have a dog. They don't have a gun. Yeah. Um, they don't have anything to protect themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, William wants to go out and look for Caleb, but, um, Catherine's not having any of that. Yeah, and Catherine, cons- you know, confronts Thomason about it. Yeah. And she basically implies that something's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and William reluctantly says that he took Catherine's cup mm-hmm. and sold it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, and then, um, um, Thomason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's the main character's name again? <laughs> Who's um, that? <laughs> uh, no, Thomason is like, oh, where the goats bedded down. Yeah, yeah. Um, where they basically put back into their shed or whatever, mm-hmm. and she goes to do that, um, even um, though it's, like, dark and raining. To, and um, to, um, uh, I think to, like, get her mother's favor back. Cause yeah, like, she, uh, to get her mother's favor back, but also to, like, escape from the situation. I think so, but I think, um, I do think it is, like, oh, my mom is not fond of me right now, yeah. but I'm gonna try to do something, like, a favor for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so sh- she does that, and while she's doing that, she sees... Uh, outside, it's raining, pouring out, um, It's dark out, it's, like, the middle of the night. Yeah. Caleb... Wanders out of the woods, uh, um, totally naked, uh, leaning against the fence post as mm-hmm. she sees him, and then like uh, Thomason comes up to him and uh, he like collapses into her arms. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's. Uh, they take him back to the house. He's clearly sick. He's like shaking. Um, he's got uh, like marks on his face. You know, like mm-hmm. um, around his mouth. Uh huh. Um, and um, so they bring him inside. They have a long conversation about it. Catherine suggests that it's due to witchcraft. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and they all decide to pray over him. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mouth locks up. Well, he's talking, right? Well, um, so they they pray over him. Uh, 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 William asks Thomason to prove that she didn't witch. 
Caleb and that she's not a witch, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, he makes her get on her knees, um, like, do you love the word of God? Uh, uh, Do do you love your prayers? And she's like, yes, yes, of course. Um, And then they, uh, and then William tells them all to pray over Caleb. um, And uh, the twins... Yeah, the yes. twins are unable to. Um, well, they they tell, they basically say that Thomason is the witch. Yeah, and they they say that Thomason is making them forget their prayers and unable to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everyone's like, um, yeah, praying over Caleb. He he um, uh, he like sits up. He's like, and then he starts like talking with them. Ooh, ooh, yes. I totally missed the order of events. Uh, his mouth does uh, lock up, and um, they do pry his mouth open. Yeah, they pry his mouth open, um, and an apple comes out. Yeah. He's been talking before that point. Uh-huh. He's, he was um, basically, like, exclaiming almost prayers, but not prayers. Yeah. Right? They're, like, to Christ, but they're more kind of violent and kind of sexual. Yeah, he was um well he he was saying something like um take the broad axe and chop off her head, take the narrow axe and chop off her head or mm-hmm. something like that. Um before then um and uh, a few other things but I don't really remember what they were. Um but yeah, then they they pry open his mouth and apple comes out which uh was the thing I had not connected earlier to yeah. to the apples, but it makes sense because I mean the apple as a symbol of sin, yeah, of, of original sin. Um, it's a symbol of original sin. It's also a symbol of like the tension that's been growing. Uh-huh. I feel like mm-hmm. like because um, Caleb lied about right. going to find apples in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And now that he's back, he cut he has found an apple in a yeah, way, but yeah. it's, it's bloody and coming from his mouth. Right, right. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, tw- the twins are unable to pray. They're, they're basically prone and seizing on the floor or something like that. Uh, seem to be overcome by the evil that's in the room. Um, um, uh, so, Caleb gives one last long... Oh yeah, like exclamation! He talks about the lap of Christ. Uh huh. He's very sexual. Yeah, he um he's he's he he sits up and he talks like as if he's like seeing like God in front of him mm-hmm. and like being ushered into his arms or whatever. Um, so like clearly the last words of a dying man. Yeah, exactly. Um, um and he dies. Yeah, he uh, lies back and stops breathing. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, it's, fuck, these actors are so good, because mm-hmm. there are so many kid actors in this movie, mm-hmm. and, like, child actors, that's one thing, like, you know, they're, they're younger, and uh, performing may, maybe not be their strong suit, but, like, fucking these, how the script is written, you know, old English. Yeah. Um, um, so good, and they 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 deliver their lines. Oh, Caleb's actor so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this especially in the scene. I mean, uh, he 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 really just envelops this sort of like like uh, like a religious epiphany sort exactly. of vibe, and it's um uh so everything is said so emphatically and with so much like emotion. Mm-hmm. It's very good. This movie's so fucking good. Um, um so. Thomason, or the twins blame Thomason. Mm-hmm. Thomason then blames the twins and says that they've been conversing with Black Philip, yeah. who's yeah, the evil goat. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And she, 
you know, blames them and says they're the witch. Yeah. Um, and, uh, William boards Thomason and the twins inside the goat stable. He literally, like, takes boards and covers the entrance and nails them in so they cannot escape. And he says, in the morning I'll take you out and we'll go, I'll go into town Uh and we'll you know whatever we'll yeah. try to rebuild our lives because uh, at this point like he can't i mean i think honestly think probably the twins are more i guess we're gonna you know assign guilt guilty than thomason is but you know like uh, i mean neither of them are guilty i mean yeah but i i think uh if we uh um define guilt as consorting with some sort of like devil, oh, yeah. you know, uh i think the twins have definitely been doing that more than thomason yeah. is even though um i think uh, you know, any sort of, like, you know, a sort of devilry has her, has their eyes on Thomason, you know, yeah. because evil seems to be following her as well. Yeah. Um, it's very clear at this point that something is happening to their family, mm-hmm. and they're unraveling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're really falling apart. Right. Um, uh, fuck, and then we have one of my favorite scenes, because it cuts tonight, um, uh, we're in... Um, the parents' bedroom, it's, it's glowing orange with firelight, um, uh, the mother sits up, like, uh, from her bed, um, seeming to be the only one who's awakened by whatever is happening, and she sees, um, Caleb and Samuel, uh, Samuel, her two dead sons, um, and she's delighted to see them, uh, doesn't seem to process the fact that, oh, these two people I've seen die mm-hmm. are standing right in front of me. Um, um, and she's like, oh, should we wake up your father? And Caleb says, oh, let him sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, I have a book for you if you would like to go over it with me. Yeah, he says, uh, would you like to see us more often? He's, and she says, oh, I would love that. And, you know, then the book thing. Um, so it's um, obviously like a sort of like a deal with the devil as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then she, uh, she talks about how, oh, Samuel is hungry. So she starts feeding him and then. Breastfeeding him. Yeah, um, and then we, uh, 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 I don't know if this is immediately after or just, uh, it's immediately after. I think so. They, we, we, we cut to like a shot of her, like, um, holding nothing, uh, holding nothing but a a crow on her arm, like pecking pecking at at her her breast. breast. Oh, so good. And it's like, it's it's shot so well, and she looks so happy about Mm -hmm. it. Fucking love this movie. Yeah, it's extremely good. The way it's shot is amazing. Um, it's a very central shot mm-hmm. of, um, what's her name? Uh, Kate. 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 Yeah. Uh, Catherine. Catherine. Kate, it's a, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very central shot of Catherine, and the crow is on her arm. It's pecking at her breast, and blood is running down her chest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... There's also a shot of Thomason and the twins in the goat shed, and she says, are you guys... She basically says, are you guys witches? And they say no. Mm-hmm. And um, Mercy, the youngest... Well, one of the twins says, like, are you a witch? And Thomason says no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's... Um, basically, like, they hear a noise, and... There's a woman, yeah, like, a naked woman uh, who seems to be, I think, feeding from the uh, udder of one of the goats. Uh huh. Um, who had previously in the movie 
Thomason had tried to milk one of the goats and blood had come out. Yeah, I want to talk about that too because um, earlier in the movie, which we didn't touch on because it was a minor detail I'd forgotten about until now, um, uh, Thomason cracks open a chicken's egg and there's um, it's fertilized and there's a fetus inside, Mm -hmm. like essentially killing it. And I think another parallel to that is that when she starts trying to milk this goat, Mm -hmm. um, blood comes out instead of milk. So there, there seems to be like... I don't know, some sort of negative force there. Yeah, you know? exactly. Something is corrupting the the nature and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. livestock they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in mythology, when witches fed on goat udders or whatever, or udders of animals, blood would come out. Sure, sure. Um, so I think that, you know, the symbolism is obvious. Yes. Something has been corrupting yeah, these exactly, goats. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so... They find a woman drinking the goat's blood, um, and it cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day, um, William gets up, and he climbs over his wife, who's in bed, and you see her. She's awake. She's looking straight ahead, and there's blood on her shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes outside, and um, the barn or the stable is completely destroyed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the goats are dead the twins are missing and as thompson is lying on the ground mm-hmm. and as he as thompson awakens uh black philip runs up to william and gores him with his horns mm-hmm. his like huge curved horns yeah. um and william uh dies yeah yeah <laughs> um oh this whole movie, he's been chopping wood. Yeah. He's been chopping wood outside in the dark. Um, earlier, Thomason says that's the only thing he's good at. He can't uh, grow crops. He can't hunt animals, but he can chop the fuck out of wood. Yeah. Um, he's good at chopping wood. <laughs> we have, you see, just piling up on the side of the house to a point where it would be, I have no idea how he got it up there in the first mm-hmm. place. It would be impossible to reach. Um, it's kind of ludicrous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's very much a symbol of the tension that's been building and building. Yeah, because it seems to be the only thing that uh, this, because it seems to be the only thing he feels useful doing. You exactly. Know? Because um, every time there's a moment of stress, we see him outside chopping wood mm-hmm. um, in the rain and the cold, whatever. Um, uh, and then it all, when when uh, uh, Black Philip gores him, uh, uh, it it pushes him into the, the, the wood pile and it all collapses onto him. Yes, and he is dead. Yeah. Um, and so Catherine comes outside, she sees what's happened, and she blames Thomason mm-hmm. for the death of her husband uh-huh. and the twins who are disappeared. They're dead. Yeah. Um, she tries to kill Thomason. Yeah. She tries to strangle her. Yeah, this scene is so good because um, Thomason is, like, screaming, like, oh, I love you, I love you, you know, I, I wouldn't do anything. And uh, uh, the mom is like, you are no daughter of mine, essentially, or something like that. Uh, yeah, you, she blames her for everything that's been you, going on. You killed on. my children, you killed my husband. Um, Ed tries to choke her. Um, Thomason gets a hold of this knife and just bashes her mom on the head of it. Not really cleanly because, you know, the whole thing isn't clean. She gets blood all over her. And then um, the mom collapses onto her. Yeah, dad. she she uh, stabs her again with I think it's like a trowel, um, and she stabs her in the head a couple of times, and her mom collapses onto her, and Thomason just like holds her for a moment, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. before pushing her off and getting up. Yeah. Um, and Thomason takes her bloody dress off. She's still wearing the shift underneath. Mm-hmm. She sits down for a nap. Um, basically. Yeah. <laughs> she she puts her head on the table in the barn for a couple of mm-hmm. 
however long until yeah. nighttime. Yeah. And it cuts to black. Mm-hmm. And it's a very long black shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is almost the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's not the end of the movie, which <laughs> is, I think it would have been very easy to end the movie there. Right. Um, but I think the actual ending that the movie has is what pushes it over the edge into a very good movie. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. So... Thompson wakes up, mm-hmm. she comes outside, she finds Black Phillip in the barn, mm-hmm. and she says to Black Phillip, you know, will you speak to me like you spoke to Jonas and Marcy? Mm-hmm. Um, and she asks him, like, do you speak English? A couple of questions, yeah. and Black Phillip doesn't answer. Yeah. And so she turns away, and then Black Phillip says, "What is that? he's like, would you like to live deliciously? It's so good. It's a very good line. It's a very good line. Um, it's like, would you do you like? Would you like the taste of butter? Would you like a pretty dress? Would you like to see the world? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we we see Black Philip at this point not as a goat. Sometimes I think we see him like as boots on the floor. Yeah, or, you don't really see him. Yeah, he's it's, mostly a voice. Um, um, but you do see his hand on, which is like a completely black hand yeah. on Thomason's neck. Um, he, like, touches her for a moment, and uh-huh. he says, um, basically, we, like, if you want these things, sign your name in this book, mm-hmm. and Thomas Edison says, I can't write my own name, uh-huh. and Black Phillip says, I'll guide your hand. And then that's, that's, like, the last bit of dialogue, but then we cut to, um, Thomas and just walk, we have a faraway shot, this, like, small figure of Thomas and walking into the woods, we follow her into the woods, very, like, far away, um, and then she comes to this we have this sort of atonal like chorus again mm-hmm. of people chanting and uh, 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 a bonfire yes. in distance. And as you come closer, you see it's a bunch of witches, mm-hmm. basically a bunch of like naked women. Uh, Thomason is naked too. Like Philip told her to remove her dress. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a bunch of naked women like singing and chanting and kind of having a great time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> having like the most fun anyone has had in this movie. Right, exactly. Um, and as she gets closer, she comes closer and closer and she joins the circle Mm -hmm. and the witches start to rise off the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, and Thomason does too. She starts to rise off the ground slowly Mm -hmm. and her face turns from like fright and fear to just joy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And laughter and uh-huh. mirth, and she's the happiest she's been in the entire movie. Right. Um, and she's floating off the ground, and she's naked, and she is a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, she's become a witch, mm-hmm. and this is, like, basically, like, I guess this is almost the life cycle of a witch. This yeah. is how someone becomes a witch. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so stellar, um... I uh, I think it's it's got such a such a strong female cast as well mm-hmm. because our protagonist is a woman who has a strong sense of autonomy in in an era where that's not encouraged exactly know? like a lot of the strife Thomason has is that she wants to be her own person right and she wants to escape this like tiny dismal farm on the end, edge of the woods mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to be sold to a family as a servant. Yeah, and I mean, she 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 becomes evil in a sort of biblical sense, but I don't think she's ever painted as an evil character. Exactly. Um, um, actually, her actress, uh-huh. uh, I don't remember her name, Anna, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, um, has actually said in an interview that she thinks the ending is a happy ending. Yeah. And honestly, I totally agree with oh, that. Oh, totally, because yeah. Because even though the events that led to it were, like, 
gruesome and horrible. Um, mm-hmm. The ending is such an expression of just like pure, almost pure joy. Right. I feel like it's like joy in wickedness uh-huh. and joy in sin. Yeah. Um, because uh, it's 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 this kind of like um, what constitutes sin is is living with a sort of like you know living positively. Um, just <laughs> basically, I mean, I've heard this joke before about like Christianity. If it, like if it feels good, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, and that's I think that's kind of the essence of the movie. Um, and it I and I don't think it either. Um, I do, do think, to a point, it does uplift, um, literally in some cases, Thomason, <laughs> but it doesn't ever crucify her. I don't yeah, feel like that. I don't feel like that either. The like, characters in the movie do, but I oh, don't yeah. think the movie itself does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Thomason learns to almost embrace the the wickedness yeah, yeah. inside of her, the, inside of everyone, the original sin. Yeah, the impurity of being a human being, mm-hmm. you know, um, and... Uh, like, I mean, whatever religious morals anyone has attached to that is whatever, but I, I think it, it, it does have a sort of commentary on the, the autonomy, I think, of women specifically, mm-hmm. because uh, um, the, these witches are, um, I mean, doing, you know, in some cases very, you know, by the book, evil things, like kidnapping a baby and killing it, yeah. you know, but also they have a, a sense of uh, sexuality and a sense of autonomy that um, the, 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 the other woman... Yeah, that Catherine and Thomason, when she's not a witch, yeah. don't have. Um, Catherine is full of fear at all times. Yeah, she's full of biblical fear. She mm-hmm. is afraid of God. But yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, I guess, uh, on a scale of one to five, how would you rate this movie? I don't know. Um... Probably like a four. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think if I were to have an issue with the movie, it's that there are a lot of themes, Mm -hmm. and I don't think a lot of them are ever, like, concretely given a meaning, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, But I really like it, and I think it's a good movie. I would probably give it higher than that. I love this movie. Um, Probably because... People don't like this movie so much, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm really defensive of it. Um, I just think it it was just, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, like, this is good horror cinema, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I I think I would probably give it, you know, I, you know, you're always hesitant to give something a 5 out of 5, so I'm not going to, so I'm going to give it probably a 4.5 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Luna usually has some more of creative... Uh, scale, but I'm not going to get one because uh, that's just how I do. Uh, (laughs) um, So I guess at this point we would usually go into like letters. We haven't had any questions this week because I didn't like ask for any. Um, I'm in the midst of traveling and stuff, so. Yeah, I think that's fair. (laughs) There will be questions next week. (laughs) Organizing things is a little more difficult. Wait, not next week. Well, it'll Possibly it'll just be Luna and a guest next week because okay. I will be moving back to college, so, so we'll see how that shakes yeah, out. She will have questions, possibly. Possibly. We'll see. <laughs> um, that's all on her, so whatever mm-hmm. beef you have is on her. Um, but you can uh, send anything you want to us at, uh, on our Tumblr at fearbaiting.tumblr.com. Anon is open, I believe. Um, on Twitter at fearbaiting. 
um, or on Gmail, uh, fearbaiting at gmail.com. Those are all viable means of communication. Um, uh, I guess, and then we move on to recommendations, if you have anything to recommend this week. Um, the only horror movie I like ever is, well, no, that's a lie. I like a lot of <laughs> horror movies. But one of my favorite horror movies is Lake Mungo, which is a Australian, an Australian, like, fake documentary mm-hmm. about a family where the oldest daughter drowns and... It's really an exploration of loss and grief and moving on. Oh, God. And what that means. Also, it is scary as fuck. Yeah, it's um, it's also a movie that uh, I rewatched recently and like really got an appreciation for the most recent time I've seen it. Um, it's another one of those kind of very nuanced horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's extremely slow, um, it, but it's also extremely eerie. There's only one jump scare, but that jump scare made me not able to sleep the next night, the first time I saw it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Yeah, heavily recommended by myself, too. I was like, oh, while I'm talking about this movie, one will come to me. Um, I don't know if I enjoy things. (laughs) Blair doesn't like things. (laughs) Blair doesn't like things. Um, Fuck, I, I think I've already recommended The Adventure Zone on here, but fuck, the most recent arc has been so... So good. It's been so good. So I'm going to plug that thing again because it's so good. Um, Griffin is doing this amazing thing with, like, uh, looping. And I think it's his, his concepts are so strong when it comes to storytelling and gameplay. Like, fuck. You can tell he's a guy who plays a lot of video games listening to it. And the characters and NPCs, so good. Just so good. Anyway. But, yeah, that's my shit. All right. Um, so... Yeah, this has been fear baiting. Um, uh, next week will be uh, Luna <laughs> texted me that she'd be we'll be watching Silent Hill Re- Revelations. So I guess you guys <laughs> have fun with that. Yeah, you guys have fun. That with movie that. fucking sucks. <laughs> um, sometimes we like to watch bad movies. It's <laughs> bad. It's not redeemable. Bad. It's just bad. <laughs> have fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if he if uh, she's planning on having a, a guest with that though. I think she will, unless she just flies solo, which would be nuts. Watching that movie by yourself and then talking about it to yourself for an hour, I couldn't do that. Me um, neither. But uh, uh, as always, you can find me um, on Tumblr, Poosnight eight zero five dot tumblr dot com, or more consistently uh, at Blair Kitch on Twitter. Um, if you want to plug yourself again, um, <laughs> you can. yeah, I'm Twitter at metaflesh. Dot Twitter dot com. <laughs> um, yeah, and on Tumblr at the same place. Yeah, but I don't use Tumblr because Tumblr sucks. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, so yeah, this has been fear baiting. Um, and as always, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere, and that's our sign off. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>